Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Lexi Love and I just want to thank you guys for listening. Today is October 4th. It is the first week in October. Yay! I love October. I love fall, autumn, that that just being in the house cozy underneath the cover, watching a good movie, drinking some tea or coffee, just snuggle weather. <laughs> not just not just sweater weather, but snuggle weather. And um so I just love that. Uh thank you to my listener Jeffrey who emailed me. Um and a few more guys want to email me too and share your story. It is time podcast23 at gmail.com. Um, but I want to shout him out and thank him so much for sharing his story. Last week we talked about the healing journey and everything that goes on with the healing journey, how to heal properly. And he shared his experience and I won't go into detail. But because I don't know him personally and I don't know anything about him, but he was very candid and open and I appreciate that. And he's shared how he is now deciding to heal um, by going to the gym. And it's a lot of people today that's going to the gym and I find it a great way to heal. I go to the gym too. (laughs) I'm just not consistent, but I do go to the gym. My little sister is an avid um, gymster, I guess you could say. She's just like my dad, our dad. And um, she's always in the gym and putting on that motivational music like Jeffrey and listening to those most motivational speakers and conditioning your body while you're conditioning your mind. You know, just speaking life into yourself and working it out, you know, frustrations and all types of things. So thank you, Jeffrey. I'm happy to hear that you're on your healing journey with us crazy adults. And, you know, we all have our own ways of healing. And I thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, well, let's get into it. Y'all already know I'm Lexi Love. And on this podcast, we call it It Is Time. Y'all know we're going to talk about the real stuff, the hard stuff, the easy stuff, the good stuff, the bad stuff. And as Willie would say, the in-between stuff. Um, where we're going to give you more, I'm give you less. So podcasts do be running like hour long <laughs> from from where we started. 30 minutes um so this podcast is dedicated to culture and all things we're discovering as adults our job here is to not only entertain you but to educate you as well yes and like i said today is october 4th y'all know what goes on today in um october 4th october 4th we have that national security alert and on the east coast i know it is starting at 2 20 so if you're listening to this um today um just know that you know 2 20 I might go well, or your phone might stop buzzing. So if you at work or you know you're listening to me jogging, whatever you need to do, just getting that, helping, letting me be that inspiration for you. Just don't be alarmed um, that your phone might buzz. You know, October um, is the month that we celebrate. Well, not celebrate, but we make ourselves be more aware of certain things that goes on in our homes. Um, behind closed doors so we have domestic violence awareness month and um you know out of i think it's about one in point five like one out of five um children and family members and people experience some type of domestic abuse in home whether it's verbal mentally emotional physically sexually it's some type of abuse in home um this is also nationally bullying prevention month where kids are getting bullied for the smallest things. It's crazy. When I was a kid, I got bullied twice. I got bullied by a girl and a boy. Actually, I got bullied three times because the, the first boy is because he liked me. Y'all know how it is when you're a kid. 
um, you know, you like them, you start hitting them, you, you know, that whole thing, a boy hit you, oh, you like you, no, <laughs> I was scared, <laughs> so, you know, being bullied is not fun, not, not wanting to go to school, not wanting to participate, um, having your things taken from you, your hair pulled, like, it's not fun, I, I, um, I understand <laughs> what people, these kids go through when it comes down to being bullied, um, um, also, but the biggest thing that we celebrate this month, or not celebrate, but we become aware of, excuse me, he's saying celebrate, um, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I, I guess it is a celebration in itself because we are making huge steps into preventing uh, breast cancer. Um, so, you know, just making sure you're going to the hospital and getting yourself checked out and looked at. We're making huge steps with that, um, just trying to cure uh, the disease of it all and you know this month I, I believe we, we celebrate the pink color because October birthstone is pink um so you see football players wear it on a field which they participate in letting you know that they support you if you do have breast cancer or ever experienced breast cancer or know someone who had breast cancer um you know it's a scary time in your life you you don't know what can happen it's either left or right and up and down and the treatments can make you really tired and gloomy and you know um I, I can speak a little bit on it back in 2010 I had a breast cancer scare um you know they saw some cells that could have been well the doctor at that time saw some cells on my on my breast that can have been cancer related I got shipped all the way down to Philly um stayed with my steps my car sister down there and um you know just went to the cancer center out there just for a little while I think I was out there for like maybe a week and thank god um they didn't see anything that the doctors saw in New Jersey so I'm grateful to them but um, 240,000 cases of breast cancer in the U.S. is reported each year. And out of that, 2,100 of that is men. So, you know, it doesn't affect just women. It affects men as well. So, men, you know, make sure that you are going to the doctors as well. I know it's a huge thing in the black community of what is not going to the doctor. Like, it, it, we, we are afraid of the doctor. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's that fear of death. But I uh, it's just something that we need to do. It is time for us to make sure that we are getting our bodies right, our minds right. And um, it, it just brings me into a subject that I'm dealing with in my own personal fil- uh, family right now. And it's it's that generational curse you know, of, of indicting fear of going to the hospital with the, the black community and um, going to the dentist and anything hospital related is like oh you know we figure we find ways not to go we make excuses not to go so definitely want to jump into generational curses that's our segment for the day so stay tuned So you guys, we are getting into generational, generational curses. And for all y'all who don't know what a generational curse is, because we <laughs> we always talk about it in a black family home. Um, we know what a generational curse is. It's like, uh-uh, that's a generational curse because my grandmother, grandmother, grandmother. <laughs> it's just one of those things that we identify really quickly, but we do nothing about like we do absolutely nothing about and 
we just some people just take it as it is oh this is what we do in my family this is normal um and that and it's never a generational curse of course it's never a good thing it's a curse it's something that as the bible say and i'm a christian is that you wear the sins and the demons of your fathers um my family is going through a generational curse right now like we and we got we got multiple it ain't even just one it's it's a couple and we (laughs) we decided to get together um to see if we can help each other out and i think that's a dope thing because we're all around the same age you know we're all experiencing the same thing and crazy part is we're all women and this is on my dad's side so we got it's 10 of us you know 10 women think about that for a second 10 women <laughs> that are that are experiencing some of the same things or have experiencing the same things so i think that's such a a dope number um yeah it's a dope number um <clears throat> so yeah the generational curses we're getting through <sighs> man if you if you are a generational curse breaker like the women that I feel um, I'm connected to in my family, we're generational curse breakers. We experience a lot. We go through a lot. We have a lot of struggles that we go through. Um, and we all know who God is. We're all women of God. We all pray. We fast. We meditate. We are trying to be our best self. We're trying to always help someone else. Um, we get taken advantage of. Um we get angry, we get, we, you know what I'm saying, we get mad, we we still, we have our own issues with coping mechanisms as far as drinking, smoking, partying, trying to just get rid of the hurt, the pain, the, the disappointment, the abandonment, you, you feel all of that if you're the generational curse breaker in your family, you're the one who recognizes the, 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 the consistency of patterns that happens in your family, um, you're the one who understand that um this is just not normal and you want to speak out on it so you probably the most confrontational one in your family because you're speaking out on things that the family especially in the black community you know what goes on in this house stays in this house you know or you know you have that thing when you're a kid well children should be seen and not heard because the parents aren't talking and 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 communicating with their child the things that they're going through because they feel like their child is too young and they don't want to place that burden on that child um and it's it's, it's understandable um but as that child grows to be an adult they will later understand if if you do that my mom did that with me i can't speak for nobody else but my mom always talked to me about what she was going through what she was feeling sometimes she shut down and I knew something was wrong because my mom, if you know me personally, you know my mom is always a talker. She's always hyper energy. She's she's love. She's op- always open her doors. She's funny. She's goofy. So when she goes through those periods of times where she's as sad or she's quiet, I know something's wrong. And that's when I snuggle up to my mom and I, you know, just love on her and make her laugh, do something silly, take her out, do something to bring her back to where she was because, um just to get her to open up and express things to me she's my best friend i'm her best friend so talk to me i'm your daughter you know but i need you to understand let's pray together let's let's walk through this together when you're a generational curse breaker you need a partner (laughs) you need a partner whether that's your husband your family member somebody that's gonna be able to hold you up when you are feeling like you're falling 
Um, and it's there. I, I, I Googled this and researched this and looked up books and stuff about generational curses. And it's all spiritual. All spiritual. Um, and, and it's the things that we don't see. It's 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 a, it, like a curse. A curse. You don't see a curse. Um, but So it's all spiritual. It's things that you don't even realize that your family might have been going through for years and years and years and years. And... You know, out of nowhere, you just ask a simple question. Well, who else experienced this in the family? And then you see the hands go up. And you're like, oh, snap. You experienced this? You experienced this? Well, yeah, because grandma experienced it. And her father experienced it. And her, his mother experienced it. And then you just realize, like, oh, this this happens in our family a lot. Um, it could be anything. It could be just being broke. Being broke could be a generational curse. You know, y'all never got anywhere because y'all not financially intelligent. You know, nobody took the steps of being financially intelligent and finding out and taking the risk of building the steps of how to grow wealth. So it's, it's a bunch of stuff we're going to get into today. Um, I don't want it to be heavy, but I know everybody got something in a family that that they family do that's just not right and it's just like you know what it, it's time that we fix it it's time if you're like i said if you're a generational breaker you're strong you're not alone you got people by your side reach out for those helps those outlets those resources because you're gonna need it if you if you are what i'm about to talk about <clears throat> because like i said the, like the, as a generational course worker you, you, you gotta be strong you gotta have that tough skin because the first thing you're going to do is admit that something is wrong. You know, you're going to see that something is wrong in your family. You're going to admit that something is wrong. You're going to air the dirty laundry. <laughs> you know, you might be the confrontational one in your family. Like, every time she come around, we always get into an argument or fight. Because, you know, a lot of people like they, they secrets. You know, they like to do their dirt. <clears throat> Excuse me. They like to do their dirt. And they don't want nobody calling them out on it. Now, we're going to stop this. Because this is, this is why... And I hate to say this, in a black community, though, why uncle was touching on niece, you know? Um, everybody knew about it, but nobody wanted to say anything about it. The sister mad at the brother now because she, she mad that her brother would touch her daughter like that. Um, and nobody wanted to talk about it. We had so many times that, you know, the uncle got the niece pregnant. I just saw a case like that where he killed his niece. And because she was pregnant about him and she, he didn't want nobody to know that he was assaulting her. Like, it's in, in a family, it tears the family apart. It really is sad, but it goes on more than you know um, <clears throat> every day, every day. So you just definitely want to admit, you know, that's one, something's wrong. Uh, air dirty laundry Act, recognize that it's a pattern in your family see if you might need to count, uh, call out for professional help you might need a, 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 a family counselor to call in to, to to help out because it might be too big for you but you gotta recognize the patterns um, you might yourself might need to go to therapy before you even take on the responsibility of breaking this curse on your family so you can admit you know your accountability take some accountabilities for yourself see your wrongs see your patterns and your problems within yourselves that you was taught may not even realize you was taught it may not even realize that you was doing this because you was raised in a household and you saw this and it became your new normal these are the things that we have to make sure that we get more aware of so we can change our mindset and change how we speak to ourselves and how we speak to other people change our habits you know um 
we can get into a better mind space where we're praying and fasting, meditating. And, you know, one thing I always say when it comes down to change, you got to forgive. You got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive those people. You got to be willing to let it go. Um, certain things. Um, and you definitely want to commit to the journey and give yourself some grace. You know, break away from the negative people, those places, those things, those situations that might bring you right back to where you was to create the generational curses for your children. Because children, we, we, we say all the time that they're not playing, they're not listening, they're listening. Children could be playing a game and yeah, they might be all in a game, but they're hearing you on the phone gossiping. They're hearing you listening to this ratchet music. They hear you. Um, watching ratchet shows or your habits, you drinking, they see you. As a parent, they see you. And if you do it all the time and then your mom or your dad come in, they doing it with you, you know, they come like, Oh, this is normal. This is this is what our family do. We drink, we party, we turn up, we fight. Uh it has to stop. It has to stop. You gotta identify it. You gotta repent to God. Ask him for your help. Ask him for his for help and for the strength to break it. Because, like I said, this is all also a spiritual thing, um, and you gotta ask for that forgiveness so you can move on. There's, when I look this up, there's so many people that talk about generational curses on YouTube. So if you don't, if you hear me and you want to go deeper into this thing, I, I highly recommend just put in a search engine generational curses you'll see so many things come up about generational curses and i'm telling you it's all gonna be spiritual they're gonna lead you to god because it's been on your family for so long somewhere down the line in your family the devil got hold of your family member and passed that chunk on and now you gotta break it for the past and the present and the future when I say it is a big responsibility I'm glad I have my cousins and my sisters with me to take on this journey together of being generational curse breakers and building together because I'm gonna need them (laughs) I'm gonna need them because I'm not just breaking generational curses on my dad's side I'm breaking it on my mom's side too so and um one thing I tell people is um the generation usually the generational curse breaker is the baby of the family And on top of that, they're the next matriarch or patriarch of the family. So they go through the most of, they like a lot of responsibilities fall on them. A lot of people think like, oh, she the baby or he the baby. So they don't know nothing. But we're so aware because we've seen so many people before us do certain things. Or, and it's just like, I ain't, you know, we like, I ain't doing that because I see how it happened to him and how, like, we're very observant. The baby is very observant. We see, which I think we don't see. <laughs> and I'm saying it because I'm the baby. Um, and it's just like, I'm also probably the next matriarch of my family on my mom's side. Um, so I have to take more responsibility and, and to be able to put myself in a position to hold my family up when we fall or if we fall uh prayerfully uh hopefully faithfully i i am dependent on god to make sure that that does not happen but you need you need that you need to be acknowledging that um so there are seven seven generational curses that i saw that intrigued me um and we're gonna get into that um although 
I also saw that there are 12. <laughs> so I'm just going to get it to the 7 though because the 12 might be a too long. But I highly recommend it if you got generational curses, uh, anything I say on this segment today that you identify with, I look into it. Be the generational curse breaker. Be the one to make the change for your family for the better. Because that's what this podcast is about. You know, it is time for us to start being better people, doing better things, making better moves in our lives so we can have a better result for our future. And I think about my two boys and there's nothing in the world that I wouldn't do for them, you know, to make sure that they're good and their children are good. And, you know, their wives, or if they choose to get married, you know, I just want them to have something, a legacy of goodness in the home. Uh, so many times we have bad things that we pass on to our children, or, and I don't want that. And that's where the generational curse keep going. So I'm teaching my children how to do certain things that I wasn't taught. My mama didn't know how. Um, she comes from, her mom was born in the 1920s. So, you know, just being children of slaves, they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to do it. Um, So, yeah, they didn't teach my mom. Um, So my mom didn't teach me. And that's how the generation curses start. Just ignorance, not knowing. Um, But you guys, we're going to get into the seven things and we'll be back. So we're getting into these generational curses and like I said, I, I Google, I research, I YouTube and I've seen so many people talk about generational curses and the things that they experience and what their family curses are and these are things that we don't really think about. We just don't think about them. Um, <clears throat> and there are 12 but I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to do the seven. So the first one, let's get into it. It's emotional instability or like a fear um these are things like when you're emotional like unstable like you're not stable in your emotions you tend to do things rationally rationally um this is where people say you might be bipolar or uh schizophrenic things like that uh you might have bpd like these are things that might be running in your family because um you know you've seen you, you was never able to like in your family like i told you in the black community we have that children should be seen and not heard so there's a lot of built up emotion that's not released there's a lot of tension and um there's there's not a lot of people recognizing their emotions and actually speaking about it um we have you know and if you do speak about it sometimes in a in a black family home oh you being irrational you know they try to downplay your position and your feelings because it makes them feel some type of way but they know that it's wrong you know but it's also like our normal <laughs> it's, it's it's so it's so conflicted when you have these things that you're experiencing within your family and it's and it become normal because you see people trying to lash out and and in your family and say like I need help, you know, I mean, you know, they might fight a lot, they might curse a lot, they might lash out and you don't want them at the cookout because, you know, they gonna wild out, they drink too much, they they might say something that make other people uncomfortable. But I mean, honestly, some of the things that people say when they drinking be the truth. It'd be like wholeheartedly the truth, um, but <clears throat> it's just like wrong times 
It's the time. Like, we say that all the time. Time and place for everything. Um, but when you have trauma built up, you know, you're, and you're holding on to your emotions for so long, you're going to have these mental breaks, these um, these things that's going to play in your head over and over again, which can cause you to have your brain split, which is where bipolar and schizophrenia come in, because you're not able to release, and it causes you to make rash decisions or foolish decisions or make you look crazy. And you be all over the place. So we want to make sure that we are identifying those things in our family because it can cause one trauma. Like I, I tell people all the time, like one trauma can cause six different emotions. You know, it could be like you was abused when you was a kid, you know? So because of that abuse, you feel abandoned because nobody, you didn't feel comfortable enough to tell nobody, but you felt like it's family should know that something was wrong with you. Um, you were scared. You was hurt. You was angry. You had to happen. You know, it's, it's so many different emotions that get played into your head of, of, of the situation that happened. And you just hold all that in. And so when you grow up, you're making crazy decisions because you can't, you can't place the emotion or you didn't have someone to talk to to help you figure those things out. This is where the shadow work coming at and identifying why you feel that way. <clears throat> I just told my little sister uh, recently, like, I do this thing where if I'm feeling some type of way, if I get into an argument with someone, someone I love or I care about, and I feel like I can't express myself to that person, I completely shut down. And... It's like, dang, you know, I don't want my children to do what I'm doing. I don't, but I, I get that from my mom who is stubborn. She feels some type of way. Instead of her talking about it, she completely shut down. It takes a minute to actually communicate her feelings because she has to identify what she's feeling. And sometimes you can't push people to to understand what they're feeling right there in the moment. Um, so I have learned how to become better at... Um, recognizing my emotions when I'm going through it so I can communicate that with my children. So when my child is upset and I see him crying or I, or he's he's diff, acting different, I call him over, hey, what's up? What's, what you feeling? What's going on? And, you know, he'd be like, oh, I feel sad or I feel mad. I'm like, why do you feel mad? Why do you feel sad? And we'll talk it out. It's better to have that open communication about your feelings at an early age rather than you trying to figure out as an adult because adulting, baby, is, 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 oof. Like, we, we have to go back to our childhood to figure it out, um, to identify these emotions. Um, asking yourself 10 different whys can help you get to the root of the problem to identify the triggers and the emotions that, you, uh, that you're that you building, the stems of it, the beginning. Um, you're angry. I, when my son is mad, something happened in the game or whatever, and I'm like, why do you feel mad? And he's like, well, I didn't win. I was like, why didn't you win? He's like, I said, is it a new game? Are you playing something new? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, you got to practice. There's no practice make perfect. I know you're angry and you know you're upset and you're feeling disappointed. But at the same time, this is a new game. You know, just talking it out with your child, talking it out with the people in your family, just having those conversations open the door so, to healing in so many different ways. Um, so yeah, the first one is emotional instability and fear. Fear can being afraid to just even to open up your mouth to to say something or to do something um, can cause more harm than good. Um, so we're gonna move on to number two: hereditary family sickness. 
uh, like CPOD, uh, lung cancer, heart attack, Alzheimer's. All of these can be generational curses. Understanding how many family members in your family line or um, or ancestors have this type of disease or family diseases in general, and understanding what's the commonality of it all. Um, my the females in my dad's side, we all have they they have a high rate of heart attacks. Um, on my mom's side, it's diabetes. So it's just like food, <laughs> food and weight is a huge play on um, my the women in my family. And here I am struggling with that. I'm struggling with that myself. So I'm trying to get in the gym, trying to work on that, going to the doctor, getting consulted um, to understand my family history. So just again, you got to communicate with your family, but you also got to recognize where that is uh, a pattern in your family. Um, you know, the three women in, in my on my dad's side died of all heart attacks, massive heart attacks. My grandmother, and my two aunts. So just knowing that you know weight was played a part of that, and it took a lot on a heart, which caused heart disease, and which ended up making them have a weak heart, causing them to have a massive heart attack. So I'm just you know being super cautious with my weight, which I do need to get down because I have consulted a doctor and I am overweight and just making sure that my children just making better choices, start eating healthy so they can teach their children to be eating healthy. Here we go. Breaking those generational curses, right? So this is what we are trying to do. Number three, um, barren or any female problems. Um, also any male problems. Sometimes when you're uh, as a man, uh, you have a low sperm count because of, you know, the history of your father when he created you. Um, a lot of people don't realize that drugs is a huge effect. Um, alcohol is a huge effect and having a low sperm count um, or creating irregular sperm cells. And when you create those irregular sperm cells, it affects your child that is going to be developed and born. So, you know, your child may come out with a disorder, may, they may come out with something, um, you know, like autism and things like that because you chose to do drugs. But, you know, also that could be a generational curse because of <laughs> just the knowing of alcohol may run in your family. You know, alcoholism may run in your family. You you drink because you were taught that it was okay in your family to drink. And, you know, you turned up and so on and so forth. That might be a thing in your family. But recognizing, look, I want a healthier uh, body. Again, here we go. Going back to just communicating what you need to communicate so you can be healthy. <clears throat> so you can break those family curses. So you can have healthy children. Um, and for females, you know... Um, a lot of women don't know tumors are hereditary, um, fibroids, PMSing, miscarriages, uh, things in a, in your your uterine wall, your uh, womb can be hereditary. You might experience a lot of that in a in a female. Um, and, and sometimes there is no diagnosis. There is no real way of knowing that this is a family issue um, until you again communicate. Um, it's, it's sometimes there's nothing you can do. I have a friend, she has fibroids really, really bad. Um, she's, she's young, she's in her 40s, she had to get a hysterectomy. She don't have any children, but it runs in her family. You know, it, her mom was lucky enough to have her um, and her sister and her brother. 
but you know after that that was developed she ended up having uterine cancer and she passed away so you know just just sometimes there's nothing we could do except pray um make sure that we constantly going to the doctor especially as african-americans we have this thing about not going to the doctor definitely need to go to the doctor and make sure that we get ourselves checked out um on a regular basis get the insurance oh that's mm, we'll get to that um but just making sure that we we are doing everything that we can to live these long prosperous lives so we can see our children our grandchildren and who knows even our great-grandchildren that way we can keep a strong foundation for the legacy of our family to keep moving forward in a positive and healthy way the goal is always to be better the goal is always to be better for our family for better for ourselves to keep moving to to break these generational curses and who who wants to constantly have to deal with the curses of their family like who wants to have to really deal with the fact that this is this is normal thing and it's a terrible thing it's a terrible normal nobody wants to deal with a terrible normal like drinking alcoholism schizophrenia bipolar being barren um just being financially uh in poverty like nobody wants that Nobody wants that, and it's time for us to start taking a deeper look at these situations so we can break the the normal or what is considered normal in a black family home or a Latino home, you know, because um, uh, the culture, <laughs> the culture and urban culture is what I'm talking about. Um, moving on to number four, family breakdowns and divorce. It's so crazy. Like, the numbers just went up. Uh, for, for sing like for for two family homes and in the black family, the numbers just went up in twenty twenty three. Like I think we are we're up like twenty three percent. Um, usually it's fifty percent of first marriages ends in divorce, and this is all races. Um, this is all marriages. Period. Uh, sixty seven percent six sixty seven percent of second marriages seventy four percent of third marriages in America. It's crazy that you want to get married three times and and seventy four percent of that is a divorce ends in divorce. That's crazy. Um, why get married at all at that point? <laughs> why get married at all at that point? Um, so to know that one point two million children are in fatherless homes. Not that their father isn't present, they just don't live in the homes. 1.8 are latchkey kids. So if you're a latchkey kid, that means your mom working, you basically home by yourself all the time. Um, you, you taking care of yourself. You gotta learn how to grow up really fast. I was a latchkey kid. My mom was a single parent and I learned to dress myself, go to school by myself, come home by myself. Sometimes, you know, she'd come home from working two jobs. She's too tired to help me with my homework. I had to get a tutor or stay after school a little bit, had keys to the, to my, to our apartment by the age of five. You know, it's not normal in today's such a world, but it was normal back in the nineties. You know, it was, I, I know most of my friends are latchkey kids. We all come from some type of single parent household. Even though we had our fathers in and out of our life, we know who they were. They didn't live with us. Um, <clears throat> so we, we had to take care of ourselves. 36% grew up without a father, not even knowing who the father is. 36% of kids grow up in a home without a father, grow up without even knowing who their father is. That's crazy. 75% come from a drug and single parent home 
um, which creates 63% of that creates suicide um, of youth because they grew up in a single parent home and, you know, their parent is on drugs. They don't see a way out. They get hopeless and, you know, they unalive themselves, which is really, really sad. Uh, 70% of um, teen pregnancies also in single parent home. I'm, I'm a teen mom. Well, I was a teen mom and I was 18 years old, about to be 19 when I had my son. And um, so I understand not having a father figure in a household, even though my dad, you know, was, I didn't know who he was and he was in and out my life. He didn't really teach me what to expect and what to look for from a man. Um, and then we have these young boys out here who don't know how to become men because they have fathers who didn't have fathers in the home. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a vicious, ugly cycle. Um, and the men in the, in, in the world have to be able to be, take accountability and say, look, I don't know how to do this. And I need help with this. I want to be a great father. I want to be there. I want to do everything that my father never did with me, but I always want to do with my child. And and even if it's hard, I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to do it. And we don't have a lot of that. We have a lot of men running away from their responsibilities because they're afraid of messing up. They're afraid of dam- uh, damaging the kid even further because they're damaged. And, you know, we get this hurt people, hurt people syndrome. But... You know, and a kid grow up not really understanding why their father didn't want them, creating all these traumas and triggers, and this cycle just it's vicious, man. These generational curses is vicious. It keep going and going and going. Seventy five percent of juveniles also come from single parent home, so we know like a male presence is so needed in a home. Like I, uh, my my son father, my younger son father, he stepped up for my older son and my younger son. He is very active in his life. Uh, my oldest son, father, uh, he kind of stepped out, stepped away as of last year. You know, he was in and out, but, you know, he was also one of those people that was in and out of jail also. So I'm glad that I did meet my youngest son, father, because he did take the responsibility of someone else's child. And, you know, he teach him how to tie a tie, how to clean up, how to work out, you know, what to eat, to build testosterone levels and you know help him with his fashion he's doing what a father's supposed to do for both of my boys um he doesn't have to do it for the oldest one because that's not his responsibility but he still does it even though we're not together and i appreciate him so much for that because you know as a as a woman we don't know how to raise men you could say there's so many feminists out here that say oh i don't need a man i don't need a man i don't need a man but look at the statistic rates of when a man is not present in a house or when a man is not active in a, in a, in a child's life, you always, you know, I hate to throw this out there, but God didn't make man and woman for no reason. He made both of them for a valid reason. Um, a woman cannot do what a man can do and a man cannot do what a woman can do, even though society says different. I, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Sorry if I lose a follower or two, but I mean, I'm like I said, I'm a Christian and I believe in what I believe in. I hold no punches, <laughs> okay? I hold no punches. You know, I, there's that saying, like if you put trans, win, trans women on the island with a bunch of men, you know, when God forbid everybody died on the island, they're going to come back and say, hey, it was 50 men on this island. But if you put women and men on the island, um, you know, together 50, you know, 25, 25, they're going to say, hey, this was a, 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 a island, a, a colony. There was 25 women, there was a 25 men, you know. You can see that in our bone structure. Bones don't change. 
bones don't change. So um, be who you want to be. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Whoever you feel like you are on the inside, you want to change on the outside, so be it. That's your choice. That's something that you have to take up with you and the master. Um, but I feel like he doesn't make any mistakes. Um, you are his canvas and he makes a beautiful picture. Whatever that is for you, you make a beautiful picture for yourself. Um, so yeah, that's just one thing that I feel like is definitely needed is having, um, responsibilities for the black men or men in the household, uh, period. Uh, even if you are a lesbian couple, you know, get your, and you have a child that's a male, get your son a role model, you know, some, a tutor, male, masculine role model, a, a coach, something to somebody that can teach him how to be a man. Um, you know, uh, cause I know we, as women, we feel like we have this outlook on what a man should be, but nobody really knows except a man. <laughs> a man only know how to be a man. Um, we don't know what that's like. We don't know what they're feeling. Um, we, we, my mom likes to quote the book, well, women are from Venus and men are from Mars. Um, we have two different genetic makeups. We have two different brainwaves patterns of the way we think and how we move. And, you know, it's just what it is. So I'm not knocking anybody, If, but statistics don't lie. And at the end of the day, these children got to grow up and deal with real life issues and we just want to be the best people that we can be to make sure that we're preparing our child so they could be prepared for their children in the future and so on and so forth. So we could break the chains of, I want to say that the chains of destruction and a, in a, in a, in a, of generational curses. We want to break those generational curses. We don't want to hold on to them. We want to do something new, something happy, something positive, create happy traditions and love, peace, and greatness. Let's pass that down. Let it know. Um, so there, there are three more we're going to get into. And we'll be right back. Do you have a little one at home whose tooth is just loose <laughs> we all have those experiences or know a little person that is experiencing their first loose tooth and the excitement of it all with the tooth fairy coming and the money and the f- slight fear that we might have they stop they wiggle the tooth and it's like oh my god my tooth is loose mommy i got it loose too we all know the excitement of having your first loose tooth well my friend Tamisha Griffin. She wrote a book about her son's first tooth, Loose Tooth, and it's on Amazon. You can go search her. Her name is Tamisha Griffin. It's T-A-M-E-S-H. Griffin is G-R-I-F-F-I-N. So Tamisha Griffin and her book is called The Tooth That Wiggled and Jiggled. And it's about her son who has a loose tooth. And he is so adorable and it helped me help my son understand ha- what having a loose tooth is and you guys go get the book and support her she has written this beautiful book about it and it's easy to talk to your children about having a first loose tooth um the book is really special the the artistic creativeness in it is just really good easy to read for your little one so 
your little one is in first grade, like my son, uh, he absolutely loved the book. We have it at home. And I just want you guys to know that we totally support her. And it would be great if you could support her as well. And actually help your little one with his the tooth that wiggled and jiggled. Really funny book. Um, go and get it. It's on Amazon. we're talking about generational curses and it's hitting deep over here <laughs> we had those we we was having this conversation uh me and my my group of people we was having these conversations you know and just acknowledging that this is this thing is serious everywhere you look um so we're gonna get back into it i think our last thing i was at was number four family breakdowns and divorce but number five is the lack and poverty we all know financially <laughs> yeah financially everybody is trying to get to the top everybody trying to break that generational curse everybody want to be rich and you know that instant gratification of wanting it right now it's it's, it's not you know uh back in the day people did things to ensure that their great great grandchildren would be rich like that's just what it is and it's something that we need to really start doing. It's time to start doing it. Um, getting financially um, educated. Especially in a black home. My mom is... Um, no, her mom Her mom was born in the 1920s. And, you know, basically she's... My grandmother was a child of a slave, basically. So, just to know that she didn't know what finances was she, nobody really understood what finances was you know my mom tell a story all the time you know a penny back in her day got her like five to six pieces of candy i'm like a penny I'm like yeah and i and just looking at me and my lifestyle i'm like you know five uh, a, a three-bedroom home was 550 now three-bedroom home on the east coast like twenty three hundred dollars so you know we just want to make sure that we are teaching and understanding what how money works um a lot of people you know they just they just making paycheck to paycheck living like that and that's not healthy sometimes you do gotta take that risk and invest you gotta teach your children my mom didn't know how to teach me about financial aid she, she really didn't know a lot of different things that um we would consider most people should have known but we didn't know. We learned together. And um, so, yeah, I'm in college debt. <laughs> like, 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 most, uh, like most people in America, we, we in college debt. And I don't want to leave that responsibility to my children. God forbid something happened to me. I, I definitely want them to live a great life and just be like, you know what? I, my mom didn't leave me with nothing. She didn't leave me with no bills. Um, because, uh, unfortunately... If God forbid you pass away, all your debt goes to your children. A lot of people don't know that. They be like, well, I'm dead. It, it ain't going to get paid. It ain't going to be paid. But it get passed in the burden of your financial um, lack goes on to your children. And it's like, now what am I supposed to do? You didn't set them up. Um, black people, we have this thing where we don't do life insurance. We don't have medical insurance. We don't have dental insurance because it costs a lot. But we have programs that can take care of that. 
um there you could get it through your job if you get a decent job i also like i recommend people work at the post office all the time great benefits great great insurance and you don't need a college degree <laughs> like you know you don't need a college degree to move up and and it's great it's a great pay i know it's a lot of labor and a lot of people don't want to do that they want to sit back and just get free and be like influencers how many influencers you think got medical insurance I mean, think about it. Most of them are Gen Zers. They're 19, 16, you know, that age range, 20, 23, 25 max. And they got like 250,000 followers. But ask them if they got medical insurance. Ask them if they have dental insurance. Ask them they're getting their teeth done and all this other stuff because they could pay for it in full. But, you know, they're not really preparing themselves uh, for the future. They're just taking it, buying Birkin bags, shopping, turning up. Like, we do stupid things when we don't know how money works. And it's important for us to know how money works, especially if you're a parent. Because now we have children that we have to be financially responsible for, um, as well as ourselves. Also, if you are, um, you know, about my age, you know, your parents, they're getting older. You know, you want to take care of them, make sure that they're good. And make sure that, you know, when the time comes, God forbid, no time soon for my mom knock on wood you know when they pass away they you don't have to come out of pocket we see so many GoFundMe's like that's becoming a new normal oh I need a GoFundMe because it's unexpected and if you're not taking care of your health and not knowing what's going on of course that fear man this is this is some of the generational curses that we experience on an everyday basis it's right in our faces and nobody talk about it nobody speaks on it but it is so time it is time for us to call people out on the BS this is bull like I love my job at uh when I was working at Amazon one thing about Amazon that I like is one when you get hired full-time they give you a little bit a little piece of stock you know stocks and bonds so that builds up and in the future if you want to pull from it you can um but you let it build let it build um the next thing that they do is they give you good medical insurance you know perfect good medical insurance but they also hook you up with um a 401k plan which is attached to fidelity fidelity bank if you don't know about fidelity highly recommend you look into it fidelity can help you out with life insurance help you out with so many different things wills um putting things in place for your future you could take out 20 dollars a month put it in your fidelity account let that thing grow uh it does calculate uh, interest on it so CDs, having CDs have uh, in the bank, making that grow, just putting three hundred dollars in there, letting that thing grow. You never know. You never know. My pastor talked about savings. He talked about financial freedom, and that's something that we want to have. We don't want to be in debt. We don't want to leave it to our children. We want to leave them something. Um, I, I think I'm thankful for my brother who passed away because he worked for seven years. Um, he bought a house. Uh, we lost the house to his mate. His mate had took it over, so we was fine with that. Uh, but uh, at the time, he had $30,000 in the bank. He gave that. That went to me and my mom. You know what I'm saying? And it just was like, thank you for keeping some type of money in the bank, letting it grow. And we used that money to bury him, you know, to to do everything we need to do for his funeral. He basically paid for himself. And it's just like, these are the things that we, as black people, need to make sure that we are good on to make sure that, when our time comes up, hopefully no, but nothing soon for anybody. If you're listening, walking, running, at work, whatever you're doing, 
um, hopefully you are prepared. If not for you, for your children. Like, it's time for you to get it together. <laughs> like, honestly, get it together. Um, we want to make sure that our kids are financially good. And that be the generational curse. Just just everybody penny-pinching. Just trying to make it. Or, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And that's not... You don't feel free. You, don't, you can't take those family trips. You can't explore. You can't do whatever you need to do to build a happy dynamic for your family. Teaching your kids how to save. All that matters uh, for financial freedom. So, you know, that can be a generational curse. Number six, I see this a lot. Um, People that have no ambition, no vision, no direction. That's a generational curse. You come from a family that don't want to do nothing, don't see you doing nothing, don't want to do... Like, it is is what it is, that expression. Um, They they don't want to go nowhere. They don't want to do nothing. They're comfortable. They complacent in their bubble. They don't want to learn nothing more. They don't want to do nothing less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're just happy where they are. And you come from that and you just don't even, you become ignorant. You become ignorant in that bubble. And it makes your mindset, like, keep you into the our next thing in bondage, which is bondage and slavery can be a mental generational curse because six and seven go hand to hand you know bondage and slavery with no ambition vision and direction they go hand to hand you know you can't do anything can't go anywhere like you know how many people in the black community never been on an airplane and statistically there is more car accidents than there is plane crashes it's crazy it's wild to me that i can so many people have probably never even left their city like Never been on a train. <laughs> now, like, I, I live um, back and forth, PA, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. So, it's just like, I, I you know, I'm all over a little bit. But, um, in New York State, honestly, I'd be up there too. Um, but when I came to, to PA, I talked to a couple of the, my coworkers, and it was like, oh, yeah, we never been to New York. And I'm like, what do you mean you never been to New York? And it was like, yeah, we just never been. And I'm like, New York City, you never been to New York City? It's two hours away. Like, no, we just never went. And it's like, why? But they'll go to Jersey Shore Beach, but they'll never go to New York City. And it's like, yeah, like, something is wrong with that. And it's like, they're comfortable. They're comfortable in their bubble. They're comfortable not going, not experiencing, not seeing, not knowing. And it's just like, okay. Like, you, you would never know how great you can be until you push yourself to the limits or do something outside of your comfort zone. TDJ's just... He, I listen to CDJs. He loves speaking about pushing yourself to the limit, uh, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, because it truly means that you're trusting God to 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 get you to the place where you need to be. That's where it is. Um, and if you don't have your identity, like if you don't know who you are in yourself, yeah, you're definitely not going nowhere. And we see we see on TV they make fun of it, but like shows that. Um, what's that show? Um, it's just, it's one of those shows where they just have beer all day. They just sit at home. They watch and TV. Like the Al Bundys. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? The Al Bundys. They don't go nowhere. They come home. Dad went to work. He came home, sat on the couch, tried to bed, watch TV. And that's the new normal. Mom went out. She went shopping, came home. Try to get dad to do something different. He's like, no, everybody say no, and that's it. It's that's it. Like, 
I can't live in bondage like that. I can't live in, like, the children not experiencing anything. They don't have no hopes and dreams. And, like I said, you know, 70, 75%, um, no, 67% of suicide come from single-parent homes. They, like, all of that ties together. Like, no lack, no dream. Like, one person have ambition and the other person doesn't, you know, that create divorce. And it, it goes all the way back up. So we, we're dealing with some terrible generational curses here that can make or break a person. So we got emotional instability and fear, hereditary family sicknesses. We got barren um, of any female and male um, reproduction systems. Um, we got family breakdowns and divorce. Um, and family breakdowns can be like also like abuse in a home too i don't want y'all to think like it's just divorce it could be abuse in a home so if you are witnessing your parents you know your parents being abusive relationship you start to think that psychologically that's normal and when you grow up you start to look for that in your in your mate like oh if they hit me they love me my mom and my dad they fall all the time they stay together and or they abuse me and um they love me so now you think that Psychologically, if they hit me, they love me. Now your children are watching you be in an abusive relationship. You see how that cycle continues and how the generational curse becomes normal. And because it's something that y'all experience, it becomes normal to you. And you don't even realize that it's wrong. You, you mentally train yourself to accept the generational curses. Like in the beginning, you know it's wrong. In the beginning, you like, this is not right. But because it happens so much and you've seen the people that you love endure it and experience it, you and they okay with it or you think they're okay with it, you become okay with it. And that's the problem. Um, that's how generational curses start. It starts at home. So, yeah, we have that. And um, just lack of poverty so lack and lack and poverty lack and poverty can cause people to steal rob um do outlandish things and before you know it you're teaching your little brother and your little sister how to steal how to rob and now y'all a family of thieves <laughs> y'all a family of thieves because nobody took the steps on trying to understand how money works and how to make money grow um so there's so much of these things that can be broken down I, I highly recommend you guys do more research on this on your own if if this topic is something that you feel like resonate with you something that you can identify with in your own home and your own family and you just want to break it because I, like i said being a generational curse breaker it's identifying the patterns in your, in your family that's one uh, and calling it out and understanding that this is not normal this is not okay you gotta change your habits change your mindset um and understand that the potential of where you are and where you can be are two different things it could be so much better than the situation that you're in right now like give yourself some grace understand that yeah you're gonna mess up being a generational curse breaker because it's generational you're around it all the time. Your family is the people that you love that are doing these things. And it's like, you know, you're going to have that fight. You're going to have to be fighting with them. And it's going to get tiring. You ain't going to want to do it. But you got to. Because you're the one that see it. You're the one that has to make the change. Um, we see a lot of people, uh, mainly mainly the uh, the 
the parents, not the parents, but the older siblings that don't want the responsibility of taking care of the younger siblings. They grow up, they get married, they move away, and they don't deal with their family. Or it's the opposite. It's the baby. The baby grow up, see what's going on in the family, move away, don't want to deal with it no more. Um, I'm kind of <laughs> on the cusp of that. Like, I see what's going on in my family, and it's like, I don't think I want to experience this. I don't think I want to do this. I don't think I want to be the generation of Chris Bricker. But, like I tell people all the time, when you're the patriarch and the matriarch of your family, sometimes the responsibility falls on you, even if you didn't sign up for it. It's just, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Um, and that's just, these are some topics. Like I said, there are tons more of generational curses, but the goal here was for you, for me to let you guys like plant the seeds for you guys to either understand what a generational curse is to take a look for, at a second for your family to make sure that you feel like your family is going in the, in the right direction for the better for the growth for the healthiness of your family you see somebody struggling with their weight help them out see somebody struggling financially if you know that you can help them or give them some type of wise advice or some type of direction help them out you're not i'm not saying give them money but teach them how to save money teach them about money um get them some books about it get them some websites or whatever how you learned i know people aren't always receptive and they're not always the easy people to talk to especially your family but sometimes just just like, look, I love you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just saying that, hey, I'm giving you this as a suggestion. It helped me. Maybe it can help you. And that's how you got to approach it. Um, don't come in like, girl, you don't know what you're doing with your money. You, what you doing? Like that whole attitude. That's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Cause now you, you, you don't know why the money is like that. You don't know why they got that a relationship with money like that. Or, you know, well, why they keep going back to that guy, um, you know, that keep abusing them. They just looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, you got to sit down and talk to your family. It gets real. It do. I promise you it does. Uh, but if you if you sit down, that means you're in a place of understanding. You're in a place of growth where you feel like you're capable of handling the change that needs to happen for your family to become better. Okay. That's, that's just a, that's what I want to leave y'all with. That's that's what I want to leave y'all with. Oh God! <laughs> Generational curses has really taken a toll on me as of late because this is something that I'm experiencing with my family. And I didn't know what I was going to say as a podcast. And because I have been having these discussions with my sisters, cousins, I was like, you know what? This is something that maybe I'm not only going through, but somebody else may be going through. And just having that, just knowing that there's a voice out there that is experiencing the same thing that you may be experiencing. If you know somebody that's experiencing it, please share the podcast. You know, subscribe if you like what you hear. Um, send me an email like Jeffrey. <laughs> it is time podcast23 at gmail.com. I'm, I'm, I'm really open to suggesting ideas. Like I said, this podcast I, I'm doing because um, it is my sort of therapy. It is helping other people. I have like people like Jeffrey that wrote, wrote into me. I helped someone. 
this this podcast go all the way out to Australia and Germany. I didn't even know until I looked at the statistics of my analytics on this podcast, and I was like, wow, people listening to me go way out in Germany and and Australia, and and um, I love that. I love that. Uh, I thank you guys for listening to me and supporting me. Uh, like I said, we're on Facebook. It is Time Podcast. We're on Instagram. And um, like I said, go always drop me an email. On this podcast, we do not say bye. We say until next time and peace. Love you guys. <laughs>